Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Carlos Rodon's Yankee tenure is off to a rough start. Let's discuss on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Thursday, July 20th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Chris Towers. And let's talk about Carlos Rodon, who had a rough outing at the Angels, four and a third innings, six runs allowed, five walks, two homers allowed in this one. Still had 14 swinging strikes, but Chris, the first three starts for Carlos Rodon have not been great so far this season. Are you just chalking it up to rust? Do you bench him moving forward until you see something? What do you think? I think you kind of have to chalk it up to rust, right? Like it's possible that the forearm injury that he suffered during the spring or the back injury that delayed his return that one of those two things is bothering him. It seems unlikely given the Yankees investment in him and the fact that he's owed so much money and for such a long time, but it's possible that he's pitching one less than 100% and just won't be the rest of the season. But I tend to think the likelier explanation is that he hasn't pitched since last September. There's a little bit of rust. He's still working his way through things. So I don't like my my long term rest of season expectations for Carlos Rodon haven't really changed. It's just do I have faith that he'll figure it out in his next start? I like to think he will, but I certainly can't say that I expect it at this point, especially with the step back today and with the fastball velocity being down. I think that's a, a key because the first two starts, the fastball was right around ninety five point five miles per hour. It was down about a mile per hour in this one, which isn't totally alarming, but it's enough given the results to to say that, yeah, maybe you sit him in his next start. He's going against the Mets. They've been bad against lefties. He's been bad so far. You know, stoppable force meets movable object there. I don't know exactly who I expect to win out, but in the long run, I do think Carlos Rodon is going to be okay. Hey, speaking of those Mets, let's talk about one of their hitters who has been struggling as well. That is Pete Alonso, who mm -hmm. went 0-3 for 3 on Wednesday, and in 25 games since returning from the IL, he is betting 132 with four homers, and the quality of contact is way down. Chris, there are many different directions that this can go right now. Maybe Pete Alonso just kind of turns it on and gets back on track. Maybe he's playing through this wrist injury, could get shut down at some point if the Mets are out of it. Would you try and sell Pete Alonso right now based on his name value? You're not going to get, you know, draft day cost, but maybe, you know, 75, 80 cents on the dollar. Yeah. In, in the chats for the full episode of fantasy football today or fantasy baseball today, somebody said, oh, here comes Chris Towers with his spiel about having faith in guys based on their previous years. And Generally speaking, I like to be consistent about that. If a guy has been good for a long time, I, it's going to take a lot of evidence for me to get rid of them. 
there's some evidence for Pete Alonso. And specifically, it's because he came back from that wrist injury that we thought was going to be a three or four week thing. He came back from that at the minimum 10 days and has been terrible since then. Like you said, the 132 batting average, 86.4 mile per hour average exit velocity. It's not proof that the wrist is still an issue and that's why he's struggling, but it's good evidence. It's it's There are reasons to believe that those two things are related and there's reasons to believe that they will continue to be an issue moving forward. So yeah, I think I'm more concerned with Pete Alonso than I would be for a typical player of his caliber struggling for three weeks like he has. I, I think I do expect him to turn it around, but it's possible that it doesn't come until the offseason. You know, it doesn't come until he gets to rest or maybe has surgery if it's needed and he doesn't play like himself until 2024. That's certainly on the table in a way that it wouldn't be if he didn't have that wrist issue. And this isn't just a trade Pete Alonso while you can mm-hmm. kind of situation. You have to get fair value. A yeah. another top 10 or top 12 first baseman and another Plus. piece, you know, yeah. maybe a top 30 or top 40 starting pitcher. It's got to, yeah. you're probably looking at a, a two for one trade in yeah, return like for Pete He's Alonso. my number five first baseman. And if someone offered me Christian Walker, who's my number six, I would think about it, but I'd probably still need another piece. But then I look at like, Nathaniel Lowe and Yandy Diaz and uh, Josh Naylor, who are ranked below that below Christian Walker. And it's like, I need a significant piece for those guys. So that's that's where it comes down to for me is I'm OK trading Pete Alonzo. It's not a giveaway. Right. All right. Let's wrap there for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage. Listen to the fantasy baseball today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye.